Welcome to another episode of Out of Character. Why do you always, I always just try to record the stamp, episode stamp, and you always want to talk during it instead of after I do the intro. It's every time we go through this. You've never said anything, so I feel I know, like it's your I fault. Thought like, you, just, it's my fault? Oh my gosh, that's the great. woman should ever, I thought it was <laughs> very hard, and you did not no, understand. I you knew what I was doing. Anyway, oh. welcome to another episode. Of the very professional podcast, Out of Character, <laughs> Cotton and Jupiter. We all know Cotton's here. <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me. All I right. Think I, one time I waited, and you're like, are you here? Like, fuck, I am here. I, I it's like, I was like, never again. Oh, my gosh. What a chick thing to do, right? Like, you just can't get it right no matter what you do. Oh, I love that. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're doing a check-in on your game. You're running Tomb of Annihilation. Indeed, I am. Or, with or something your table, akin to it. <laughs> with your table, who is known fondly as the Fucksticks. As the Fucksticks, they are. I don't know if you get yeah. beeped. Is it just me? Maybe they'll finally learn. No, no, no. We get beeped. Oh, Anytime shit. it's said, it's beeped because we never want your mother to hear what you call that table. Fuck six, fuck six. No, we do this for you. That's just edited out, not even beeped. Yeah. At least I'm I giving so. work. Oh, fuck, that, is smart. Work. That, would be, that would be smarter, wouldn't it? <laughs> would be smarter. All right, so, uh, I mean, how do you, any, any, any preamble? Am I just going to start the, start the, right, the cavalcade so, of consciousness here? So give us an idea of where we left off and where we're at now. Sure. In your module. Okay, so to sum up, we have our opening bit where, we, where they were in the city. That was cool. We did some city stuff. Then we got to the real underway of the adventure, which is the expedition, which is the worst part of the fucking book, at least so far. Uh, and it's just sort of a slog through the jungle. I very much powered through that. I think that's a, we were there last time. We had gotten down to the Aldani Basin, which is kind of a midway point between, uh, you know, city on the northern coast, mm -hmm. the only point of civilization, and then like where they're going, but they don't know, mm. right? So our, our, all all they know it's it's an odd setup. All they know is there's a MacGuffin, and that's about like there's a thing called the Soulmonger, oh. but there's no indication what this is. Like it just has a it, there's it's a force emanating out. Magic peoples kind of know that there's a thing of a bob, like a source, like you can feel the waves of it, I guess, or, or something. Like the, the PCs can't, but that's the the, the intelligence they have. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what they, they just are looking for something that's causing people who have died in the past and been and been resurrected to they're they're dying, they're slowly falling apart. And any and any spells that have to do with bringing people back do not work. Uh, so this is hinky for various groups of people, right? Yes, and obviously the thing to do in a case like this, if this is like a national thing, is to get some five would-be adventurers together to solve this giant problem. Exactly. Great premise, great premise. All right, so they start at level one. What level are they at now? They are at level six, I believe oh, now. Oh, And, uh, well, yeah, they, they came in at level three or four. Okay. Four. All right. Uh, -huh. uh so, so I, I may be somewhere around, somewhere in that general vicinity. Uh -huh. And again, we we did some stuff in the opening. There's no real leveling in the main city. They start like Port Nianzaru, where you start. Mm -hmm. I leveled them once or twice as they went through the jungle. Again, the jungle the jungle sucks. If you run this expansion yeah. or this uh, this module, 
that is where a lot of your GM skills are going to come into play, in, in my opinion. <laughs> just, just really take loose inspiration. It's mostly garbage. So you're saying you kind of edit that down. It was a sl- I remember us discussing that part as being a slog, but now you're saying they're out of the jungle and now they're... They are at the Lost City of Omu, which Ooh, is where the MacGuffin is. And oh, here, no. so, so first of all, let's... My players, they're at this base, the Aldani Basin. They went south. They they did some. They they stopped some undead mage, which is a, mostly a thing I made up so that they would have a, a experience in a dungeon together. Because again, the there's pretty much none of that in the expedition part. There is no you go into a a thing, a cave, a tunnel, a building, whatever, and the three to six and there's no resource management, which is a key part of the game. And yeah. my players, being noobs, do not know how to manage their res- manage those resources. So it was like they'd open up and just fight very shittily and inefficiently. And as I read ahead, I'm thinking these guys are not getting prepped. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the characters are going to level up, but my players are not going to be ready when their first dungeon is like, legit, holy shit. So I came up with like a practice kind of thing. I made up my own little storyline about some lich-based whatever doing some evil shit not gonna get too far into that but they, they basically just I, just I had some something for them to do you know okay so you're saying that your players are too inexperienced to really understand what they need to do in this module and that the resource management and being ready and prepared they were too new do you feel that you should have waited to play this module for them to be more experienced as players, or are you like, it's just a little more work for the GM to help educate them as they go through? That. It's a little bit okay. more work. So, <laughs> the, 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 what I did was, I, there are liches who are in the area, or who, they're, There's they're always minions. a lich around. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the everywhere. actual liches are ridiculously powerful. Not an actual lich, but like, their minions are there, because well, guess why what? Are liches still working, though? If resurrected people are going bad again. That's exactly why. Because they're not they're not fucked yet and they know they are all fucked. So they are highly motivated to figure out what the shit is happening. Well let the liches go figure it out. They're a higher level. Well they don't you're hired by someone who does not is not affiliated with them. So it's it's a it's a situation of multiple well then we don't get to play D and D today. So (laughs) the the liches very much have forces in the area. It's the Red Wizards of Thay, as this is a Forgotten Mm -hmm. Realms module. So it's a lawful evil empire headed by liches. It is an actual necrocracy, and they are like, uh, yeah. So they're like, oh shit. Uh, So they're sending people out, and so you're supposed to, in theory, encounter them in the jungle. So I took that and expanded it out Mm -hmm. so that they would have something to do. I kind of like made up this straggler lich minion who didn't want to go to their job and was Mm -hmm. just like setting up a weird undead vibe thing in a cave and attacking the poor lobster people that happened to be around the basin they were hanging out Mm -hmm. at. And that one has something to do. You're going to go fight some dead. There's a person in there, and she's doing evil shit. And this person didn't give a shit about my players. I was if they wanted to make peace and just say and, and just piss off, fine. But you know, it's kind of like wanting my players to get some gear and some experience. So I very much tilted the the rewards. I was like, hey, a bunch of adventurers have gone across this basin. They probably sank. So these weird lobster people have some cool loot for them, probably. And boy, howdy, did they! So <laughs> I, it was it was weird when this person was like, yeah, I'm a psycho undead raising nut job in a cave. What's mm-hmm. it to you? <laughs> why right on my parade mm-hmm. and like it was clear in the player's eyes it was like 
because if we kill you, we get the the bow the bow of of arrow shooty and and uh, <laughs> the robe wow. of the ranger. And I am a ranger. Walking? Yeah. Am I walking? Yeah. Am I out of breath or? I I no. I can I can hear the receptions going bad. That's all. Mm. Yeah. So I'll get closer, closer to my stay my closer. PC. You can walk. Some things. Stay closer. I'm just walking in a little circle, a little lap. There so, you go. The real, the real come out of that is they got some, they got some gear, mm-hmm. okay. And I wanted to have the fight do a cool thing. I like having multi-stage fights, and so I had like this big pit of bodies, and uh, it didn't make sense for this necromancer to have any real power herself, like like major power. But I wanted her to do like a raised dead thing. It's like I got it. She's going to have a gift from a lich. It's going to be like this necklace that she uses for like undead bullshit. And it was just thematic. It was just a way to say that this person can do one cool trick. Like they've got one big like grab the amulet and it does the thing, you know. But I well, thought what I... spells that raise dead don't work now because of the pulsing radiating thingy. Zombies are, are fine. So oh, are zombies apart. don't count. I zombies see. don't okay. have souls. It's it's a, so it's, oh. a it's the soul monger is the problem. Oh. So if so raising dead if they're don't not souls. sentient are that's fine. Um, <laughs> that's fine. There's no problem there. So no, no, no. I gave her this amulet that was just there for fluff. Okay, and my rogue thiefy player was like, "Well, that's a shiny." And so I'm thinking, "Ah, oh, fuck." I don't want to railroad him, but I'm like, "This has got to be the most cursed bullshit ever." And he just takes it, and uh, they figure out it's cursed, but he just doesn't give a fuck, apparently. He's like, he's all in for weird bullshit. And I'm like, okay, you have an amulet now, and it can raise dead. This will become relevant later. So, uh-huh. But every time he uses it, I roll like a d12, and it does that much damage to him. Ouch. And now he knows that, because he can see me roll the dice. Like, yeah. the first time like you activate it, I'm doing the thing. So now he understands d12 damage. You get to raise dead. Like the third level spell. You can do it once a day. You know, and like after 24 hours, your little zombie, your skeleton, goes their own way. And I'm not, I mean, Raise Dead's a cheesy spell if you want to, but I don't think he's going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Nor would I really like, like, I'm not going to do the whole, like, I use Raise Dead. The main thing. You could be cheesy. We're not doing that bullshit. But what he does not know is that once 100 life has been sucked into this thing, it's going to explode and some big evil demon bullshit's going to happen. And we're going to have a fight. And I can't wait for that Ooh, shit. Give him a Balrog. I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's going to be a, a uh, an equivalent monster. Yeah. <laughs> oddly enough, wherever they are. Huh. So um, they get this thing. They head further south. Uh, I, te- you know, I, I gave that person a journal, like the, the boss in that cave, that would indicate where they should go. So they get to the lost city of Omen. Wait, 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 wait. I got I go, questions oh, sorry, about what you just me. said. Give me a, yes. give me some time to respond yeah. to what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's here. getting there. It's Let getting me poke holes in your story. Yeah. Give me my shot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so you you decided to create something to help prepare them for the future in the game. So it's not in the module. It's something you added, and you you put a cursed item in there. How do you feel about that in retrospect? Because you didn't, it sounds to me like you didn't plan for the players to take it. And you were surprised that your rogue, which is a rogue, decided to take the shiny thing that was cursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you wish yeah, you yeah. didn't include it then? Uh, I'm sorry, I hit the mic. No, no, I think it's hilarious and funny. It's not overpowered. It's I wanted to give him something cool, 
with this downside. It's got some utility. And I love giving items to players that have some weird utility that I don't know what they're going to do with. I love the robe yeah. of many things. Uh-huh. I've had that be ambush. If if you use something, you know, it's you, you you get a little soldier. As itself, it sucks. It's a, like they're at like six level. Yeah. A quarter CR or half CR zombie is not going to tip the fight. Yeah. You know, by power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they can do cool shit with it, which eventually they will, and we'll get to that later on. But okay. there you go. I'm fine with it. If you give, as a GM again, very fairly neophyte. If it's some goofy reeky dink bullshit, I love it. I love bags of of like the little furry object with the uh, the bag of many things or the mm-hmm. the bag of something where you like pull out random animals and shit. Yeah. Fuck, I love that shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you you don't regret you don't regret that. Now, would you have given them the opportunity to have you know used diplomacy and get this necromancer on their side and like hey come with us to go do the thing. Would you have allowed I, that, or would you have said, no, no, an NPC isn't helping you? Not much. I really don't like that. I actually, uh-huh. like, they hired a scout, and, like, in short order, I'm going to get rid of that scout. Um, I hate that shit because I'm lazy, and I don't <laughs> oh. want to have to uh, run a character, nor do I want that character to steal, because it's, like, to steal kills. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to feel great yeah. when my DM... PC starts like not yeah how like it's for you you're here to play the game I want you to have fun so a, a, a like, I don't get that is a, a DM PC is is it could it could go good or it could go bad right because a lot of DMs if they if they run a DM PC it's because yeah I'm stuck DMing but I also want to play and so they just shove this DM PC down your throat and say you have to take them with you and then they get to do all this cool shit and you're like why am I here I hate but <laughs> on the flip side though. You can always keep them just like low key with the group and not let them do the cool things as a DM, but just be there as a resource. Like you're saying, you don't think they're really prepared player wise, not character wise. So it would be nice to just have that extra resource there. If you managed it good enough, you as the DM managed it good enough that you didn't, you know, make it OP and do all the cool shit and you didn't let it, you know, monologue or steamroll. I think it's good to have a DM PC if it's done as just like a background thing that's just there if they need it, but it's not going to be like a dominant thing in the game. I mean, are you talking about just like an NPC? Because if it's just like... An NPC. If, okay, okay. I've heard some horror dimension. stories. Wait, I've heard some horror stories where a DM saddles a party with a DMPC, which is an NPC. That the DM runs. So it's a DM PC, not a player right. character. It's a DM player character that they kind of force on the group and then it has just as much impact or more at the table. And I think that's bad. So I'm I'm just curious, like, it, it's not a bad thing if it's done well, but if it does overtake things, then it's not great, right? Because that's a DM that wants to play a character as well. He wants to be the hero too. Yeah, they're bad. I don't, I don't that's want them to bad, go to dungeon. But it doesn't have to go that way, though, right? Because I mean, if you just played it like your scout's low key, he doesn't do anything awesome. He pretty just, you know, just well, there's early on. They they hired a scout and he fought and he was like okay and kind of shitty. And I still, I I don't want like I'm all for. Let me get my lines here. I am all for having an NPC that, like, rides with the party. I do not want them to go into the fight. 
if they're powerful enough to not be instantly killed by an AoE, then they're too important. And if they can be instantly killed by an AoE, we're going to be going through PCs at a pretty quick clip. And it was frankly <laughs> irresponsible of the PCs to bring this person. Like, you should not bring someone that fragile into Fireball Zone. Because it also, like, weirdly conflicts with the damage. It's like DBZ or, like, a Superman fight. Like, imagine Superman playing with Lois Lane, and he fucks up and, like, breaks all of her ribs in, a, in an enthusiastic hug. Like, it's not... When everybody scales together, it's cool. It didn't, like, some weak-ass, rinky-dink bullshit happens to hit one other person, like... You know, four normies you brought in there with you. Mm-hmm. Feels weird. Uh, you know, it, I don't, I don't know. I don't want any body allying, allying with the PCs to go in the dungeon. I don't, I don't like it. So like they had a scout and I just kind of got rid of him pretty in like, and one of the things after the undead cave, they found a group of people. It was pretty clear. The party was headed toward Omu to go do Omu shit. And our scout cared more about his dwarven home and uh, he wasn't down for Omu so much. And we, frankly, I kind of for, we, we only play once a month. Yeah. I kind of forgot about like we all kind of forgot this motherfucker was here. <laughs> like, we went a whole session, and I was like, "Oh shit, you, you guys have a dwarf with you." Like someone was like, "Oh, well, the airship doesn't have room for five people or six or seven. I'm like, "Well, who cares?" And like, uh, you know, Bo- Boromir, where his fucking name is. I'm like, "Oh shit." Uh, <laughs> You know, just imagine, like, you look to your left and imagine a dwarf, like, what the fuck, bro? And, uh, so, yeah, I don't like them. They're just, I, yeah, there you go. Rant, okay. rant on that. I don't want right, to play so, another dude. Okay. All right. No, I get it. That's fine. I'm, I was just curious, like, would that have been something you would have allowed, or would you be like, meh? Um, so they're at the, they're at the Lost City. All right. So what, what are they doing in the Lost City right now? All right, so the first thing, when they, they get to the Lost City, the Lost City is set in a crater. Like, like uh, not like a crater from an, an asteroid. It's just it's just a low valley. Uh, and so you can't really see it until you're up on it because it's below the tree line. It's just like you go to the cliff edge and then, ha, ah, the Lost City. Now, when they get there, I go to my computer, my laptop, hooked up to my D&D table, my TV that's mounted in the table, and I pull up a map, the Lost City of Omu. With detail, fallen, and it says Omu, the lost city, right? I'm leaning heavy on this. So they I'm, check I'm it out. I'm gonna put your putting down. I got it. They they go around. Man, they're real. Man, they're. I'm like, it's the it's the abandoned city. You see parts of it through the fog and the mist. And they they circle around to the entrance where there's a way down into the city. And there's a part of the little map. I mean, I have the same map, but it's labeled. Right? This is like mm-hmm. point number one. You go in here and I read the text. But they haven't actually gone into the city. And I do not oh. give my players, like, I don't, I don't assume shit. I'm not going to give you the freebie. You have to tell me that you walk in the city. Because I'm not going to do this thing where I start reading and then the sword for your throat. Well, 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 we didn't say we went in. Oh, no, not the fucking mm-hmm. day. Do you okay. go into this city? That's <laughs> right. And they're like, I don't know. They're like putting their foot in. And they chicken out and just leave. But that's the point of the whole thing is to go into that city. Yeah. Now. What do you mean they just leave? They just fucking left. So they were like, no, this must well, not be it because there's nobody here. Motherfucker. It's, it's a lost called city. the Lost City. Of course there's nobody here. If there were people here, it wouldn't be lost. Yeah. There's people there, but they're, they're waiting to kill you. They're not going to be wait, like, wait, hey. Wait, wait, wait. You know? I'm, 
I'm so so your players go through all of this work, all of this effort, trek through a jungle, fight a lich, trek through the jungle. They get to the city. You tell them about the city. You show them the city. Clearly, clearly, this is a place. This is the thing, and they're like, "No, we're leaving." Yeah, it wasn't like it was the you know Bob's fucking uh, lost in camp. It was the the forbidden city, the lost city of the fuck. (laughs) If that's the the point of the module, which I assume it is a point, a major point, plot point. How are you going to get them back to the city? And into it without railroading them now. Uh, railroading them. So. Oh, I said without railroading. You oh. can't railroad them. Well, I didn't railroad them. Te- I mean, I, I mean, don't the know module if I did. is on track somewhat. It is. Yeah. Now, the last hint that they had gotten as to the location of where they were supposed to go was southwest. Because they were northeast of Omu. And it was like, you know, I shall head to you southwest. So they know the cardinal direction. They headed southwest. There was an encounter where they saved some people in a downed airship who 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 had said things like, yeah, we saw like a depression in the land and something and like a weird mist. So they know they're on the right track. They know where to head southwest. They come to the Forbidden City and then somehow come to this place must not be the place because it's empty. We should head further southwest. Thank God right. that further southwest is like a few hexes of trees and then a giant mountain range. Uh-huh. And so it's like we head southwest. Okay, you're in the trees and like there's nothing there. And I'm trying not to lay it on too thick with there's nothing there. Who would have thought such a thing? And they hit the mountains and they're like, I. I You've hit the edge of the map. You can go no further. <laughs> yeah, you need to turn the <laughs> fuck around. I, th- I think between the the the, tr- the trees, nothing happening. The mount, the impassable mountain. My general demeanor and the fact that I had pulled up a JPEG called the Forbidden City or the Lost City of Omu. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to go, buddy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's so, it. So let's 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 get into this because this is this is interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, Leo's like, this is how they earn their name. They Hoxton. did. I saw that. <laughs> I said, but my question is, is it, is this, was this due to your players inexperience? Meaning maybe they overthought the whole thing. Well, it can't be this empty city because if something's happening, a person has to be there making it happen and there's nobody here. So obviously this isn't the place we need to go. That's an inexperienced player overthinking. Or... Did you set this up so great that your players are like, I'm not walking in there. I'm going to die if I walk in there. Forget it. And they walked away. I have wrestled with that question. I, I don't know if it was. If, if if person A was afraid and person B was like, we should leave and give and give it an out or they wanted to see where I was. I don't know. But it was it was that line. Of. You know, and there had been a previous thing where, like, there was a little like temple shrine very early in the game that was this highly optional. Like, they they found this yeah. temple, and there is no actual reason for the players to investigate it, except because it's a hidden temple and you can see find and you find cool shit in it. But they yeah. were like, "Yeah, this is not the mission, so we don't want to go here." So maybe they were primed from that that th- this world maybe. is vast, which it is. It has yeah. lots of side shit, which it does. And this is that. This is just a distraction from the real thing. I, I don't know. Them. Again, is it player inexperience or is it player's fear slash lack of trust? You didn't ask your mom. She's a player at your table. You didn't say, hey, let me just ask you just 
what made you decide to turn away? So we've got some very vocal people at the table, like two or three people who are kind of the ones who are the one, who who sort of like tend to run the show. And my mom has asked, like, you know, why are they the ones? It's like because you don't say anything. Like they That's they right. will you feel gotta, the vacuum. They'll, yeah, they'll steamroll if you let yeah. them. You gotta jump in there and say something. And I've talked so? to them, and they're both good people, and they recognize that they have big personalities, mm-hmm. and they do try to to get some input. But frankly, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm of the opinion you got to kind of step up a little bit. Like, we're not all gonna check in with you every eight seconds. Like you're a full, you know, you, you we are all generally neurotypical people. Fucking say something, you know, like uh, so, pick up. <laughs> well, no, as a as a DM, if you have a group of four and only two people are making the decisions, you as a GM don't stop and look at the other two and go, what is your character thinking? What is your character thinking? Do they say anything? Do you discuss? Or And if they refuse to really like engage at that point, then yeah, you're going to let the two other people do it. But you it's, still would have to do it a lot to get the other two to bring them into the game. It's gotten better. Uh, okay. And again, they're they're decent people. I I saw that uh, Lil said main characters uh-huh. not not really like uh, maybe the rogue a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. hey, but he's checked in with me. Um, we just have some really we we have a couple, and I don't know them outside the game. I've hung out with them more outside mm-hmm. the game, and I don't know how comfortable they are with me. So the other people are my friends. We hang out, or mm-hmm. to, you know, so I don't. And I think they're just generally quiet people. So they're not okay. used to me or being loud, but they're getting there. You know, okay. they're they're speaking up more, which is really cool. And and, and hopefully we get to that. Time for people, especially with a new group of people, they don't really know. Mm-hmm. It takes some time. It takes it takes me a long time with the new group. To also, like a look feel them a lot. Out. Yeah. I yeah. will. I will look if I. I, I try not to give away mm-hmm. much with my know. eyes. Yeah. You know, I try, I try to like look at if I feel like they're trying to mine me for information, I will just hide behind the GM screen or I will just <laughs> thousand or I'll leave. I'll just walk. I'll go to the bathroom and and like I'm, I'm going to get some snacks. I just have to get the fuck out of there. I'm not wow. going to get poker red if I can. That, don't, you do not get to mine the GM <laughs> for info. Like I I've, I don't have a good wow. poker face. So I just fucking stare at the wall and turn my ears off. It's a good way to do it. Huh. So I will look at one of the players if I feel like. They're chewing on an idea that's. Like they're mm-hmm. they're getting something, but they don't know. And if you give them a look, make that eye contact, they'll usually speak up. And then I'll say, "Hey, what is she? What is she saying? What is he saying?" Mm-hmm. That has helped some. But it, and for what it's worth, we don't fully know why. I, I just think it was confusion and consternation. They wanted information and they weren't getting it. They wanted to find out what. The, I think that's what it is. I think they wanted to know what was going to happen when they took a step without taking the step. And the and unfortunately, you don't get to know that in that instance. They didn't have the perception checks. You got to walk in. You got to trip the wire. You got to get through the thing. You don't yeah, get to know the answer. Sorry. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I Again, that's the... Did you just set it up too much that it freak them out or do they not trust you or were they really just so inexperienced and just thought nobody's here well, let's go it's a waste of time just like I, the temple yeah i, I think, think they freaked i would out. ask i would poll them and ask just to get a temperature reading of do you do that as a gm at the end of your sessions like what you like what you dislike yeah i asked feel? every single one that question and they were like i don't know we just weren't sure like huh. no one gave me the hard answer i asked all of them and i check in with all of them and There's a on that particular issue if they didn't tell you, there's a reason they just don't want to say it. A potential reason that they would not want to say 
uh, is a wussied out. <laughs> wow. I mean, get props to, for being cautious. It will help them in the future. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we were we were just yeah, we were just too afraid to go in. All right, great. But you understand that it's the main point. Got to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's Otherwise, we, we, yeah we're not playing D&D accountants. OK, <laughs> oh, what a great game, right? Yeah. Oh. You, you might die. Uh, Ooh, so they, they, get, they go it. in, they go into the yeah. they go into the city and uh, they're encountering various. There, there's some one T there because the one T have a secret underground base. Under the fallen temple. Of course they do. Of course they do. I love Wante. They're, uh, they're great. Uh, they're just they're just good old scene chewing. Understood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they worship a weird like we in the world a... god. They're just all Look, fucked up. They're we great. just had a diversity episode. Damn it. They're misunderstood. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> so now if I, I've mentioned it before. Uh-huh. When we originally got set up in Portney and Zaru, they interviewed various scouts. One of the ones they interviewed was a secret Wanti agent. They do not know this. They did not hire this person. But our rogue stole this person's satchel. And in that satchel was a sending stone, which is essentially a magic walkie-talkie that this scout used to communicate to the basically second biggest boss in the game who is the head of the Wan-Ti, a fallen paladin who went to, to the Wan-Ti way, who was resurrected from the dead and is now in the... He is the king, basically, of the Wan-Ti under the old fallen palace. And our rogue has a fucking walkie-talkie to this person. So that's fun. All right, I'm still confused. If the thing emanating out the power says... If you've been resurrected, you're starting to go blue again. Why is the second biggest boss not affected? He is very much affected. He is dying. Oh, good. Oh, yay. He's then going... we just have to wait. We'll just circle the, the lost city for a while and wait for him to die. Well, we don't have to don't... fight him. To be fair, the players don't know that. And the whole reason they're there <laughs> is to protect their person who is also dying. Yeah. So if you wait uh -huh. for that, then you lose the game. So okay. that... There's no losing in the game. There's no well, winning or losing if, in game in RPG games. If you um, wait long enough, the bad yeah. thing happened. Like yeah. this, this soulmonger is charging up its laser. So <laughs> there's a reason it's sucking up just, all the souls. If your rug was just like secretly talking to this other person and like building this friendship, <laughs> like through yeah, DMs. They, they did. They talked to each other <laughs> and talking to each other and building a friendship, and then they finally meet in person. It's like, oh shit, I gotta kill you now. So anyway, that's what happens. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. So Yay! he's talking. So first, he he's. I have him hear it through his like. At night, he hears a voice because, hey, this is the big bad. His spy is not checked in in a couple of days. So, what does our rogue do? Does our rogue bring this to the party's attention? Hell no, rogues aren't going to do that. That's, that no, that's. Uh, what, what, what are we talking about, Jupiter? That's the same. So he goes off in the woods to have a private conversation. And he's trying to mine the secret voice for information, and the secret voice is trying to mine him for information. Because either one knows what the fuck is happening, and both are very intrigued. Hmm. So this goes on several times, and the rogue never tells anyone. And, and like, so he's pretending to be this merchant who's like, where'd you get this sending stone? Like, did you dispatch my spy? Has mm -hmm. like, what's gonna... Oh, I, I bought it from someone. Which is a good enough lie that it's not... You can't get a handle on it, right? Like, that yeah. could have happened. 
you know, mm -hmm. and I'm a merchant, and I am nowhere near the lost city of fucking Omu, and my son, as he's getting closer, he's, it's like, we should meet, and you can head to the lost city, and I've been here for a long time, which he has, and mm. et cetera, et cetera. So he's been communicating. They get to the lost city. Now, this guy has said, sure, we can meet. I am underneath the palace, the fallen palace, which is where our snake man is. So he eventually coughs up this to the coughs this up to the party. They pull the sending stone out, overlooking like a volcano y lava part of the map. And now this is in front of the party. He pulls the rock out and gets this indication about the palace. Now I am playing it straight. I do not want them to go to the palace. This is like in the sections of the book, there is the law city of Omu. They're supposed to be doing shit up here. Right? There are a bunch of shrines to a bunch of trickster gods. And inside each shrine is a magic MacGuffin. It's a puzzle cube. You get nine puzzle cubes. You get to open the door to the big final temple. But in between those is where our big bad snake guy is. So it's City of Omu. That's a thing where there's shit to do. And then as you get these puzzle cubes and realize what you're supposed to be doing, I mean, there's various ways to have that exposition come out. Our big bad snake guy is supposed to steal the last one and take it back with him into his underground lair. You go in there and obtain it by hook or crook. And then you go to the big final fight. So you're not supposed to go straight to the fucking thing. Right? But where I'm playing, I'm trying to play it straight. Where would this guy say, you know, where else would he say to go? Maybe set him up somewhere if I had like had more time to think. I was on the fly. So I went with that. So they go there. But they don't know why. Oh, and they throw the rock in the lava. <laughs> They're like, we've mined this for as much information as we can get. Into the lava it goes. All right. So they, they head to the palace. They find Juan T. They detect the hidden hidey holes that go down underneath the fallen palace into the lair of these one T baddies, the Fane of the Night Serpent. I think a Fane is like a church or some other term. I had to look it up. So, long story short, they kick a bunch of ass and just start murdering the place. They're a little over-leveled. And they're just beating the shit. And of all the snake people, boom, murder, 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 murder. Now, they break into, they go down, they find a slaver in the slave quarters. They encounter the slaver, murder him, ask the slaves about intelligence, as much layout as they would have. I give them a good bit of intelligence. They go to the next room, which is a storage room. They have a key. They open the door. There's a snake. They kill it. That's great. The storeroom has that door behind them that they entered. In front of them is an open hallway that goes to a major intersecting hallway. No door. And, they, and, and because they're low on spell slots, they're like, now's a good time to take an eight-hour rest. You know, in the fucking pantry. They figured they killed everybody. Yeah, they did not. Yeah, no. <laughs> you killed everyone in the fucking pantry and I in mean, the ante room. There's nothing wrong with pointing that out as a GM and saying, do you really want to take your arrest here in this non-secure room versus going back to a secure room? Is that what you're saying? And then just get them to confirm. That's exactly that's wrong what happened. saying that, yeah. There is a, there is the, I would suggest you do say it, which is what I did. Are you sure you want <laughs> to take an eight-hour rest in a room with no shut door in a major hallway in the pantry? 
And they're I mean, like, you can take stuff out of yeah. the pantry if you want. Yeah. No, yeah, you could, but fuck that. No, it's pantry. Wait, you you told them unsecured area, and they said, yeah, we want to stay here. They pantry. chose to stay in the pantry. Yeah, I used the word unsecured. Like, I, I, I drew. I, I wanted to be sure that they weren't misunderstanding because you would think if it's a door, I could see why you would think if there's a door on one side, yeah. there's a door on the other. There's not. I'm like, let me draw this out for you. Now, the fact I'm telling you. When you tell me what your plan is and I start drawing shit, that's an indicator that I have found at least one potential flaw with your plan. I I laid it on as thick as I could. Okay? Yeah. Now, what, nothing of interest in this. Well, there was one thing of interest in this room. There was like, you know, it's a pantry. It's like food and cloth yeah. and bolts, like like random ore. Great. What was interesting is the Juan T do weird druggy incensed and i'm pretty sure weird snake sex stuff i don't know it seems like if you read between the lines it feels like it's weird snake sex stuff but whatever uh but they have weird incense and in the book it says like these are blocks of incense if you burn it it makes a it, it does weird shit you'll have like a madness thing for a bit it can knock you uh, uh, prone and, and knock you either unconscious or not able to move and you see hallucinations and you get put into a nightmare sleep like it's just all fucky, right? And it does say that you yeah. that Juan T are not immune to this. Now they don't know this, but they they fuck around with it. Roll some medicine checks. They figure out what it is. Figure out it's poisonous. I have one of the players who like tested it out. I have nightmare visions of Aserac, the lich of this whole thing, the big bad stalking mm -hmm. him, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. So. The book suggested something about that in the oversight. I came up with that as the reason why. He, like, rubbed some of this stuff on his fingers, smelled it, and was like, this is poisonous. And it got, it got just enough to fuck him up that night. Mm -hmm. But they have this. They take their eight-hour break. I roll some dice, which I don't, even, I don't even know if I rolled them. I, frankly, it was just like, you're getting interrupted. I had a random wanty pure blood come in there with, like, a pot to go collect, I don't know, some wine or something. And uh, he drops the pot. They try to stop him. They fail. So now there's the fight in the hallway. So the army's coming. And I'm like, like there's a whole like in the book it's like this is what comes. This is the this is this is who comes when the alarm like you hear a gong get rung, which is the general alarm. They're coming. They're coming in force. They're in route. And I'm like, man, this is this is fucky. I don't want to have a big long drawn out hallway fight, but Okay. You know, and let's, yeah, let's pause, let's pause. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's talk about happen. it because you're also a new GM, right? Mm -hmm. You haven't run a lot of games, so you're a new GM. When they make these decisions that you don't, if you were playing, you would not make the same decision. But as a DM, you can't really say that. You can try to guide, but it's still the decision's up to them. How do you feel about it? Like, does it like really irk you, annoy you? Does it like do you? No. Are you just like oh, that's what they want to do? Cool. It stresses me out, but really? it's not negative. I don't. I don't have a negative emotion. I am just highly stressed. Do you judge them? No. You don't judge them like this is not how I would play. You guys are wrong. I mean, I, I often think this is not what I would do, but not okay. that you are wrong. Okay. I don't think in that. I, I, okay. More often than not, I like when people don't do what I think. Yeah. Yeah. It increases my stress. I, I am maximally stressed whenever I GM. I, I am I am stressed to the fucking I have to like I come home and I just fall apart. <laughs> I, I just don't I just I just I'm burnt to a crisp. 
Wow. Yeah, I love it. I love doing it, but I am just yeah. like it takes a lot out of me, and I'm so stressed that I'm not going to have the answer. That I'm going to lose my notes. That I'm going to forget the thing. I'm not going to be able to have the 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 the, the, the right at my hip line that's good. I'm going to forget a key piece. I'm going to forget the fucking dwarf is here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It can be very stressful. I I often in a game will feel like I'm unprepared, so I try to like really think about make sure I covered everything. And you can't prepare yourself for everything. Um, but I think when when players I I have I stopped a long time ago trying to guess what players would do because they will always do something you never thought of. Uh, you can't predict players, and it's kind of just like whatever they choose to do. But with a module, as opposed to just something a campaign you've made up your own, with a module, you're kind of like, well, that decision triggers this in the module, and now I have to have this big, giant, drawn-out hallway battle with an army. And I didn't want to, but now we have to because of what you did. You know, and it's, it's I, kind of, it's, it, yeah. is, it can be stressful, but you also feel like you have to do it now. You're running the module, and it's what it says to do. But I mean, yeah. you can always trim down the amount that respond. You can always. But Which to I me, did. if if some show up in the hallway, believe me, there's two more that are running back to get reinforcements. Yep. And they're telling <laughs> so, everybody. Everybody knows the alarm is raised. I mean, it kind of puts them in a no-win situation unless they are literally going to slaughter every being in this space. You're right. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because I didn't run it as it says. Like I'm aware okay. of what it says, but mm-hmm. what I did was I started thinking quickly. I don't want this to be the whole goddamn army comes and you murder everything, and then it just I, running it as is. That's not going to lead to a fun experience. It's going to be a bunch no. of long. It's going to be a nasty, drawn out fight. They are gassed, by the way. They didn't get mm-hmm. their hour break. They got. Fucking nothing left in the tank. Our druid, who is one of the quiet ones, has been asking, why the fuck are we he- even here? Because they don't need to be there. She's right. This is not a place you necessarily need to be. Not right now. But they don't know where else to go. And they're doing mm-hmm. the common thing that people do, which is, I'm finding resistance. I must be on the right path. It's not insane, mm-hmm. but it's what they're doing. There's thing in front of me, so I should be killing it because it's here. There has to be a thing here, you know. Okay, I kind of see it. And our GM said through the voice of the sending message, the sending stone, to come here. So we should come here. So I'm trying not to punish them. I I want to not punish them for having participated in leading them here. I want this to work. I want this to be a good narrative, a good story. I don't want it to be a fight. Now there is a character in this dungeon who is like the second in command. She's like the cleric, head cleric, Finthaza, head head wanty cleric person. She knows that uh, Raz Nisi, this evil wanty king guy, is going down or suspects it. She wants his job. They're evil people. That's what they do. They stab each other in the back. It's kind of their jam. So she is my way out of this, okay? In the main line of the story, the players are supposed to be kidnapped or like sneak into this thing and then st- and like engage in weird wanty politic bullshit. So there's already kind of uh, a structure there. So I have them do a fight. That's where uh, oh and they fought a random tabaxi hunter in the city. I should have gone over that. I'll, I'll I'll go over that momentarily, but they have an undead with them that are rogue with his little pen- pendant thing. 
raised raised from the dead. They put one of these incense bricks on the guy, send him down the fucking hallway, poison a shit ton of wan tea, and then just murder them. Like it actually like I, I just put a bunch of like wan tea Malisons in the hallway to buy me some time, like four or five. They knock them all unconscious, hit them with the web spell, and just murder them. Now again, I'm trying I'm hoping that my players will be able to like ally with these people. And by just slaughtering them wholesale, that seems to be a problem. But hey, Wante, you don't give a shit about their people anyway, so fuck it. Anyway, they kill some people. I have them meet with Finthaza. I make her immune to the gas because she's one of these high clerics. She probably snorts the stuff in her spare time. She's fine. And I want to give her an air of being important, of powerful. Like, she doesn't care that this smoke is... She just breathes it in and, like, goes, huh, you know... You know, breath of fresh air type of thing. So th this is someone yeah, formidable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I want her to talk to them. I lay it on thick that she wants to meet with these people and wonder why they are disturbing their otherwise peaceful wanty bullshit. They don't trust her. Fair enough. Obviously. She doesn't trust them because they're murdering every fucking thing. And they, they don't well, that's get... why they wouldn't trust her. How could she yeah. want to work with them if I just slaughtered everybody? They they don't get that like you're the baddies to them. Like they were like, like my players were not <laughs> understanding that like they were it was a fucking Tuesday and then like the fucking world ended. Like they like you don't they, that's you. <laughs> you yeah, know? the point of like, view. You're either the hero you or the don't villain. No, you're the Believe good me. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're the hero so, in your own story, the villain in somebody else's. Yes. The other issue is she cannot let it be known that she is intending to stab Ross Nisi in the back. She sees these people as potential. These are disruptors. They are a force of people causing some bullshit. She's got what she's trying to do. Mm -hmm. the, old, uh, the old quote from Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, chaos is a ladder. Well, she needs a little chaos. She's wanting, so maybe these people can be useful for her. But they don't trust her to speak privately, and she can't speak openly in the middle of the fucking hallway, surrounded by potential spies and guards. So, and my mom is taking the lead, because my mom's character has the highest charisma. Mm -hmm. But, like, <laughs> the first thing she does is give away how many people they have. Like, if you don't stop, I've got five people back here. Like, oh, fuck, like, stop telling people, stop giving up information about how many people we have. You know, and she just kept saying shit she shouldn't say, like giving up. But <laughs> who, who's to say it shouldn't be said? That was her tactic. I'm trying to intimidate. Kind of odd to intimidate somebody who has a base when you're in their base. <laughs> I mean, I get, but, but don't you should not generally tell people the exact number and comportment of what you have. You know, and that lie. Tell them yeah. you have a whole army outside. You should surrender. Yeah. Come up with something better than like the truth. Well, I guess your uh, mom's not a good liar. She is not. She is not. Like, <laughs> she just can't like be in wait. And she would be like, well, why? Well, I don't understand why you wish to speak privately. Let's just speak openly. We can say whatever you want to say. It's like, motherfucker, I'm trying to do some murder shit. I'm trying to do a plot. Eventually, we get it figured out that they want to speak to the, to you know, to, to King shit. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, she's going to organize a meeting. Now, and I think she made it known that her intention to them was for them to help her betray the guy. Mm -hmm. They decide to betray her to him. And they go in, see that he is not well, and they put two into – I think they mentioned it to her. They mentioned to her this whole soulmonger shit. And I had them roll an insight check and, and see the recognition in, in her in her face. 
Because when they start mentioning all this soulmonger exposition shit, she realizes why Rosnisi is ill and is dying and is acting the way that he is. And she's like, oh, son of a bitch. That's what's happening. This guy's dying. Fucking time to go. Time to move on him. So she brings him into the court. Now, they cannot bring everybody in their weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Our players decide to send two people. They decide to send my mom because mm-hmm. her character has the high charisma. She's been talking. Who else do they send to escort her? The rogue. The same fucking rogue. Yeah. So the rogue comes in. Now, here's where I, I regret this. I should have passed him a secret note Ooh. But that said this. But I told him, I think the king is there. Why have you invaded my home and slain my people? I look at him and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, you really recognize the voice of this guy. And the, ro- the, guy, the guy playing the rogue just closed his eyes like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> so... Well, everybody heard the voice. Everybody heard the same voice, so everybody would. You didn't have to do a secret note. All the players, all the PCs heard the voice, so all the PCs heard the they voice. They should all so recognize it. Yeah. They recognize the voice, but the problem is, and why the well, they are. So if you're, if you're my mom, it's not great. But the rogue is like, oh fuck, he's gonna know my voice. Now that's a problem for my mm-hmm. mom as well. It's really a problem for him, and he's there. And this is a player thing. He's there to be like the tactical escort for my mom. She's there for the charisma roles and to RP it. And if she needs some help, because I think she had forgotten some plot points or some exposition, he is going to be there to back her up. Like he, you know, he was locked in with the plot, so he's there as a player to have that silver tongue. So he has to like disguise his voice, and he's like, "I was like, no, I need you to RP that." And he's like, "So anyway." We are <laughs> we, we think we can work together on some stuff, you know. <laughs> and thank God he's got like holy shit deception rolls. So he pulls it off, the guy doesn't know it's him. Uh and what's hilarious is Asarak, the uh or Asarak, the evil lich guy, has contracted with this Fonte dude to protect the entrance to his big evil tomb of annihilation. All the while knowing it's killing him. But Rosalie, he doesn't know that. Uh, He's just fucking with him. He's a dick. He's just an absolute dick. (laughs) But I thought the one team were evil. You're telling me they're actually honoring this contract? Like, they haven't, like... Well, it was a deal. It was like, if you just... It wasn't wasn't like you have to go in there and do anything. It's more like, I'm setting up a big evil lair, and I will help you summon Dindar the Night Serpent, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, just like kill anyone who goes near my bullshit. Right. Don't let don't let them in. Okay. Which is what he's supposed to do. You go into the city of Omu, you get the puzzle cubes. Rosnisi realizes it, does his job, gets the last puzzle cube, and makes you come take it from him, or you convince him what, that he's dying for the reason that is true. But that's so he's not what played. your players have done. They got there eventually. They talked to the guy. And per the book, he's not that hard to convince. If you can get to him and not die and not have him be so mad he wants to kill you, he's pretty, he, he's not an idiot. He will put it together, and it doesn't make sense. Why are these mm-hmm. people here? Their exposition makes sense. The guy is an evil lich. Fuck, I'm dumb. Like, and, he, and he'll just help the players to the extent that he can. He'll just cough up the puzzle cube. Okay. So what I did— So your players learn, then, that they don't have to kill everybody they see. Right, they mean they mean okay, to deal with good. the guy. So the one T are good. now gonna not be a problem for them. The, the rest of the deal, I even just even a way to like offer to make them one T, which I wish one of them would have taken. 
Nobody <laughs> wants to be part of a weird snake ritual that clearly is weird. <laughs> so, imagine. 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 Uh, I, I so wish to roll roofy. on the madness table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the permanent madness table that happens when you become one. <laughs> but alas. So now when, when you Google this, these, these, uh, these, trickster gods there's a whole lore like there's these trickster gods in omu and there's like nine of them and there's a whole lore thing and these okay great but each one has a shrine in the city now the city has all kind of other shit but the big deal is that the nine shrines some of them suck now per the story one or two of them or some over time are supposed to be ransacked with their puzzle cubes stolen by those red wizards of Thay. They've made it there as well. This is the same organization that had that undead raising necromancer. Like they're supposed to be agents here trying to get these puzzle cubes to do the same thing you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. But a few so so instead of it being random, I just Googled like which ones suck and aren't fun. And instead of having them ransacked by the red wizards as of yet. I wanted to reward them for going through this whole Wanti bullshit. I just pretended like he had two of them. That he that while the Red Wizards were out doing Red Wizard shit, he stopped them and grabbed two of their cubes. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. So he's got two of them mm -hmm. that he took from the Red the Red Wizards, who had taken them from the more boring uh, uh, shrines. So he just gives those two to the players. So, uh, you have two of the nine. You're making good progress. And you know what you have to go do. You know, and you know, and I had, like, Finn Thassa read them the cool lore story of the nine trickster gods and how they're all related to each other and why we give a shit. Go. Cool. And so now, kind of wrapping up where we were, it's time to start going to these shrines. The shrines are spread across the city, and there's some other stuff uh, happening. They go to uh, one of the shrines. And it is like, uh, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go. I can describe to you its basic puzzle. Each, each one's a puzzle. All these shrines are Indiana Jones-esque, like, one to five room deals with traps and puzzles and some bullshit ethos that gods always have. Like, you know, every every time you walk into one, it's always like, you must walk in the light to avoid the death. Like, some cryptic horseshit that could be interpreted any one of 50 ways, but this particular god, like, really cares about it a lot. And so it makes sense in the aftermath, but they're fucking with you kind of thing, right? Am I mm -hmm. describing this well? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so they go into one, and like these giant heavy doors uh, on the on the opening of the shrine, and they go up to it, and man, man, they're nervous. Oh man, mm, mm. they're just like pacing. I don't know. I don't know. And they inspect it for traps. There are no traps, but they roll shitty. So they don't know if there's traps, and they know that they don't know if they're traps. So they're just they're just pacing, man. And uh, they're talking about moving the door and like, how do we open it? Now I didn't say the door was locked. I said it was a really heavy door. Mm -hmm. So our druid, and she's very quiet. She just starts looking. She goes, "Have we tried to push on the door yet?" And I'm like, "No." And they all look at me like I'm an asshole. They're like, but you said the door was locked. I said, no, I said it's a very heavy door. And it appears to be mounted on equally heavy hinges. <laughs> they, 
<laughs> and I, and they, they, they wanted to give me a look. I have no sympathy because they wanted to mine me again for information. No one said I push on the door. This was not an accident because they know if they had said that, they would have immediately, immediately been shot by something. So, fuck you. Push the door. They push the door. It swings open easily. They, get, they go inside. They detect a hidden door, like a secret door on the left. Now, this secret door is virtually impossible to open. It's not necessary to solve the puzzle. It does make it instantly solved. It's like a back hallway. I'll describe it in a moment. The, the only way to open it is like three knock spells. Because it's like triple barred from the other side. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's there to fuck with the players. They go through a hallway. There are eight bra- like mounted brackets for torches to go into. Oh, okay. But there's but there's not any torches there. They open a door. There's a pool of water. And a small like well, like little pool. Above the well is a picture of the sun, like a mosaic in the ceiling. But the reflection is of the moon. And they piece together, I bet that's a portal. Because the, the water is not reflecting the true ceiling. And they're right. They get in the water, submerge, you come out, and then when you come out, you're in an identical mirror image of that room, with the top being like the moon and stars, but the reflection is the sun. Cool, so now you've teleported through the water. You open a door from this room. Mm-hmm. There are eight torches on the wall burning. In the middle of the room is one of those people who looks a lot like a red wizard, made of solid stone, holding the puzzle cube that you need. So, the okay. point of the puzzle is you have to get those eight torches through that water and into the brackets in the hallway. You have to figure that out and then figure out some way to do it. Now, there is a hidden, like, there's all these, like, murals and whatnot. And one of my players almost figured it out. In the mural is someone making a key, and if you press the key, it opens up that secret back hallway where that triple bar door is, and you can just, like, cheat and walk over there and do it. But she, like, missed a roll. I mean, she, she mentioned, like, what are they doing? I had her make a roll. It's, like, an investigation check. And she just rolled shittily. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I, want, I wanted to give it to because she was on it. She was like, man, I, I, you know what? What? I'm just reading flavor text, and she locked into it correctly. She just needed the roll. Unfortunately, Int is a dump stat for druids, so no dice. <laughs> Other than that, there is no way to solve this puzzle that's written in the book. It just says, here are torches. Here's a teleportation water. The torches cannot be put out in this one room that they're in. They relight, if you, but if you take them out, they can be. And if they get in water, they're doused. So it's a puzzle. You have to figure out some way to do it. And there is no obvious way. Any, any thoughts module, before I go forward? Does the module give you the solution so you, you know? No. Why would they put a puzzle with no solution in a module? Because fuck you. That's what, this is Tomb of Annihilation. Stupid. <laughs> Why would you put something unsolvable and present it to players? What what does that do? It does nothing for them because but demoralize it. I, I am not saying you're wrong, but the, the argument that I am on a good day maybe can see is that this is the old school way of D&D. This isn't like here's a solution or you need to beat this with your stats. This is solve this with your brain. Be smart. Now, again, you may have noticed that they can't just grab the puzzle cube itself, right? Because uh-huh. it appears to have turned that guy to stone. And if they touch it, 
I mean, I'm not going to read you the rules, but pretty much you get turned to stone. It's it's like make a saving throw every round, and if you fail, you're stone. Fuck you. Right. Well, uh... Now, so they can't touch it, or they they feel like they can't touch it, which is accurate. They figure out the torches. They like that. They can't douse it in the room, but they leave the room and they're able to douse it. And they figure they're figuring out the mechanics, right? As they're figuring out the mechanics, my mom says, I'm just going to cast Mage Hand on it. And I'm like, okay, you cast Mage Hand on it. You have a floating cube in front of you. And you're like, okay, well, that didn't fuck me up. I guess that's one way to do a test if you just put your finger in a light socket. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't, it, that's not touching it. Mage Hand is not touching the cube. So the rogue then put it in a burlap sack, and then they left. So are they done? Like, is it? They didn't finish. They didn't kill the big bad boss yet, right? right? They're not done. That's still to go. Yeah, they just got one of the puzzle cubes. That was one puzzle cube of nine. They have well, now they have three. Well, they have Ross three. They got the two from yeah. the other. So now they have three. Yeah, they're doing great. They have, they have, okay. All right. They're one third of the way there. I'm not happy about. I'm just. I'm now just really like disappointed in the module that they put something. And, oh, solve the puzzle. Like. Mm. What's the solution? I mean, don't say there's a puzzle and then no solution. Like, I don't know. The other way is you could do that. I, I mean, I've thought of a few. The, the obvious way is to just not touch it. Just put it in the sack. And then yeah. once you, the rules say, do say once you leave with it, it stops doing the thing. Like, it, the that, nature of this particular puzzle is if you can make it out, you're good to go. That just sounds like lazy so you could, writing. You could, I, I like it because it makes you have to like, you can cheat it. There is no way to beat this with your stat. It is not some horseshit matching thing where you put the eagle head on the triangle rock to to find the <laughs> cipher. I hate that shit so fucking. This was, here is just a, a problem. Can you think outside of the box? Because there is no obvious answer. Now, there's a few ways if you saw, if you made the investigation check, if you cast a knock spell on that hidden door that they could not find a way to open. Mm -hmm. Well, it needs two more, but you would, I would have given that away. If you cast one knock spell, I would say you hear a, 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 a door slide and bounce behind you, which would clearly indicate progress. Um, that, or if you had done some bullshit with the torches, like figure out some way, and I'm going to give them. Like, I wasn't going to be an ass about it. If they had, like, put their torches in a jug, I'm not going to make them roll, like, a dexterity check to see if they're able to balance the torch in the water through the teleport. If, give me something. Be smart. Do some Indiana Jones shit. Take a bag full of sand and put it on the pressure plate. You know, do, do that. Use your brain. And it worked, and we had a good time. And I hope that they cheat on all the other puzzles like all, all the other puzzles are are to some extent they're more open they're, they're more closed but there's lots of stuff in the book like there are there are arrow slits that will fire poison darts the players can shove wax into the slits to block the arrows so okay okay they uh, don't know that uh. well if they shove something into those slits or yeah like i mean years ago in, in my first D D game I had like a clearly trapped chest. They they discovered the trap, and I'm thinking, okay, this is the part where they're gonna disarm the trap. And the player goes, I just put my shield directly in front of the of the bolt hole that was discovered, and then I trigger it. And I'm like, well, shit, that's smart. 
Mm-hmm. So I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, big brain. No, your your table does tend to think outside the box. Your mom has thought outside the box several times. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a fan of modules anyway. But... I'm not a fan of modules. No. Uh... <laughs> there was uh, one last thing when they, when they first okay. came to the city. This is where they got that undead body. On this giant map is like a random log that crosses a river that goes through the town. Uh-huh. And I just happened to have prepared this fight. There's there's an old tabaxi who's come here to die. It's what they do, apparently. They get uh-huh. old, they want to die in battle, and this guy's coming to do that, and he's a little, uh, in, like, he's, he's, he's going senile. He's not in his right mind. So you've got kind of like a Rambo kind of guy going on here. Uh-huh. He is at the log. Like, it's the number on the page. This is his, like, hunting sp- spot. So the players start crossing this log over a rushing river full of alligators. They decide to tie themselves off to avoid falling into the water, or like one can't. Like if it falls in or something, they'll be able to pull each other up. Mm-hmm. And so wait till half of them get across. One is still chained up, or like tied to the tree on the other side, and this tabaxi opens up on him with his bow. Okay. I love their response. My mom cast fly on herself, which gives you like a fly uh-huh. speed of 90 feet, and just fucking comes in like an F-16, flies over and just fireballs the fucking structure. I had like four or five ruined houses he was going to hop between. He has evasion. He's got all kind of like shit to dodge. He's going to be hit and run. He's not going to beat him. Not straight up. Uh, there's just one of him, but there he's going to be annoying as shit, popping from building to building, getting cover. Breaking sight lines, coming out, taking a pot shot at maximum uh, at longbow range. And she just flies over and like like launches something at him, or I think, or no, I don't know. She had a double move, so she didn't get to go. Barbarian charges over. Like they they fight their way to the guy. He comes up, finds him on the top floor, confronts him. A mom is ready to cast the fireball, but she's gonna hit the the barbarian. He's like, I can take it. I can do it. <laughs> Fucking light this guy up. She cast the fireball. <laughs> They both make the deck saving throw, but the Barbarian doesn't have evasion. The, the Tabaxi does. The Tabaxi doesn't take shit. The Barbarian took half of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> they they eventually killed him and had no idea. I think he got pissed off at him. He, he wasn't all there. They killed him, raised him from the dead. So our rogue had like an undead servant for a bit, and then that was the one they used to go down the hallway as a incense bomb. And that's not... In the module, you just prepared this. Uh, the Tabaxi was. The Tabaxi was in the module. Yeah, he's just a guy who's there to. Senile he's... guy, ready to end his life, decides to go here to die. Well, he's there to hunt Your the players... king of feathers, which is a thing. Yeah. It's like a big T Rex that's famous, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's there. So he's there to hunt that, and he wants to die fighting it. But he's okay. there to kill anything that moves. Anything that moves, and so your team obliges and then resurrects him and makes him a slave. Yep. And then he's an in, in incense uh, distributor down a hallway. Rooting the guys. Maxis, so they can then web them and then just kill them. Yeah. All right. Fucking hero right. shit. It's kind of, I feel bad for the tabaxi, but I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> it makes you feel better. He tries to, like, talk to them. And the barbarian was having none of it. Just fucking axe between the eyes. But had he convinced them to come back, he tries to serve you like nightshade tea poison to kill you. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, he reached to his I'm house just... and tries. To... So he's 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 shitty. 
Your group is very much a sometimes they'll talk, sometimes no. Kill, kill, kill. And it's okay. like, I never know what they're going to do. Like, I don't even understand why, when they make the decision, like what made the decision for them. Like, all right, we'll talk to you. We won't slaughter you. I think but you over here, we're going to kill you all. I think it comes, it comes down, down to, to usefulness. Like, they, they realize uh, this guy's not all there. And it was like, uh, fuck this. Like, this guy. And, and the Barbarian, I think, had kind of been put through his paces as primarily a melee character. Yeah. And this guy's jumping all around, shooting arrows at him, hopping from floor to floor of building to building, dodges the fireball, and I think he was just officially done with this particular cat. Wow. Huh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. So how do you feel about the game in the module right now? Oh, we're going great, because now we have these shrines, and we have stuff in the city I can throw at them. There's the King of Feathers, this crazy magical T-Rex. I can bring in uh, the the Red Wizards of Thay if I want to have them do... If I uh -huh. need something to happen, I can have them come in and, and interfere at whatever yeah. level of power I want. I can have them in a fight with that King of Feathers guy. There's a few uh -huh. other things happening that the module suggests. It's, it goes into pretty in depth like they mm -hmm. take their time to build a world i feel a mm -hmm. lot of it is wasted in that jungle because mm -hmm. the players are motivated to go do the thing and there's all this crazy side shit that they're not going to explore because the side quests don't feel right to go do when you're on when you're on the clock you know yeah. so, but right. but it does so, so. I but you are going to throw the, the, the feathery T-Rex at them. You 100%. It's a fucking T-Rex that I like mean, breathes, it breathes bees and has misty step. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Wow. <laughs> nice. That, no, I think that would be... How do you think you're going to bring... Your, your players don't listen to this. So how do you no. think you're going to do it? Are you going to have it like just come like a lot of foreshadowing? Like do they are they aware it exists? Did they... Oh, yeah, the past two sessions, they've heard stomps, and they've seen figures a figure moving through the mist. And I was going to let them go okay. chase it down. It was like, roll perception checks, because there, there, there are these elevated, like, highway, like, the way the city works, because it was built in, the, in, the, in a low spot. Mm -hmm. The main avenues of transportation are these raised-up walkways. Like, you go up some stairs, and now you're on a nice stone walkway. And so they have decent sight lines when they're traversing the city. And I'm like, make a perception check. Oh, you did well? Oh, well, you see... Uh, you know, some human figures or some humanoid figures going through the mist disappearing. That was these red wizards that they chose not to interfere with. And I'm like, you hear thong, 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 and a large shadow moving and going around a corner. And, you need to you know, rewatch Jurassic Park so you can get some tips on how to introduce a, a T Rex properly. Ooh, I should. I need to go. You're right. But so I'm, I'm foreshadowing yeah. it because this guy yeah. is just, he's the king of Omu. Big yeah. goddamn T-Rex. And, and they can probably wow. take him with that much problem. But I just want to see their faces when this thing, when this feathered T-Rex opens his mouth, breathes bees, and then Misty sips somewhere else. They're going to shit. That is too much. That's, that's too many unexpected things for a T-Rex to do. Yeah. When you're looking for zero. Wow. I can't wait to hear you know, how you think, that goes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. You think big dumb animal because they fought like a, a, a zombified T-Rex. And uh -huh. it was a big slobber knocker, you know, punch, punch, punch yeah. out fight, you know, big on big. They're not going when the feathered T-Rex starts doing magic shit, they're going yeah. to lose it. They're not going to like they're, the, these these people are not good 
and fe- like fear fucks with them. They're here to do exactly what they have been paid to do. <laughs> they are not here to get murdered today. <laughs> so, uh, that's going to be great. So I've been trying to foreshadow that. And again, let's see these modules I've, you know, or these, these, these um, shrines are easy to plan for. It's puzzle stuff. It's not too many fights or encounters. It's like one or zero. And it's let them figure the puzzle out. And so that's a lot easier on me. And then it's going to be into the Tomb of Annihilation, which is hmm. scary. And I have told them prior to our last session, I want you to roll a new character. Wow. Yep. I'm trying to tell them because I, I don't think they're probably going to have a player death in the city of Omu. The faint, but I was aware of the faint of the Night Serpent and that they were kind of headed that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this can kill you, the faint. If they play this wrong, have a few bad rolls, this place can very well kill them. And the Tomb of Annihilation is almost certainly going to kill them. So I want them to have a character, and I want to. It's, it's two things. I want you to have one, so when you die, I can write you back in the story relatively quickly because we yeah. play once a month, and I don't want you to sit there for four hours while we play D and D. And also, I'm trying to tell you, we're, we're we're getting to the point where the gloves are coming off, and not because and I I don't know if I use that phrase because I don't want them to think that's what that's. It's not me having gloves. It's like this is things are getting. Like I'm reading ahead at what's in the future, and I'm, I'm telling you, like stuff's getting a little bit more real. Gets and dangerous. I would like you to have a, uh, yeah, this just have, I'm not trying to kill anybody. I'm just trying to like, say, be prepared. If something were yeah. to happen, I'd like you to have a character so I can write you into the story relatively quickly. And I'm just letting you know, like, heads up. It's get, we're, we're getting there. Wow. Like the, the games, the game's getting there, y'all. This is, this is where it's serious. In the jungle, it's one encounter and you can run. How, um, <laughs> how many sessions do you think you have for the game left? Uh, in this particular game, let's think. Uh, yeah, for the those this, shrines this in the city will probably take two to three sessions. I, I can see us getting into the entryway of the Tomb of Annihilation. One, okay. let me think. One, two. It could take them at least yeah, at least two to three sessions to knock out Omu. So let's say the third or fourth session, they're in the Tomb of Annihilation. From there. I can see it taking about that many more sessions. Wow. So you're gonna so you only play once a month, so you're saying by January next year they'll be in the tomb of annihilation finally. I am hoping and then so. February, March, April is when you figure this campaign will be this month. And will be it done. may be longer. We're not playing yeah. in uh November. We played in September. And in then we October? played, uh, we played like late September and early October. Okay. And what then had you're not happened? Playing November and December because of the holidays. We're not playing November because of Ooh. like I'm going on a cruise. Uh, my mom was going to Paris with my wife. They just mm-hmm. they just my, Robin just left out today. So that's mm-hmm. two weeks of now is is fucked. And then early in uh, I'm sorry, we are playing in November. We're not playing. And all like the rest of October, we're playing. I think we missed October. We had like a an early September and a late September session. Oh, okay. We're not playing in October. October. We are gonna play in November, early November, November. and then December and then, will be. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Holiday season. A lot of games. Yeah. Pause. All right. Well, so you got a long time to go, so we're gonna have to check back in. 
I am I am a, a few very excited to see where you're at now. I am yeah, like so the Tomb of Annihilation is a very old school thing that was made back in the day to kill players. Mm-hmm. And it was made its purpose was you need to be smart. Use your brain, not your character. Mm-hmm. Then it was made beyond that just to be dickish. Like there's <laughs> it's it's arguable should you do that? Should you make a mission or a, a, a an encounter or a mm-hmm. a whole dungeon? that is trying to make you use your brain that much as opposed to your awesome, fantastic character. Like, we came here to have this power fantasy, and now you've made a dungeon to rob us of that. This says your strength doesn't matter. Be smart, or the result is not you take X damage, and you take X hit points. It's you're, you're, You take 100% damage. You're dead. Okay, that's that's tough to defend. And then the module went yeah. further into just fuck you. Like, it was very much a... Huh. a it wasn't be smart it was haha fuck you you're dead it was the most it's weirdly top but it, but it got this like allure and legendary status because it was impossible well yeah you know? yeah so, it, it is a lot of the older ones and when it when D first started it was very much you know the gotchas like there was no way you could prepare for this there's no way you can win haha you're meant to die and it's like that's not fun and right. like you said, if I build a fighter with low, you know, low intelligence and I'm just there to just, you know, Hulk smash stuff, but the entire dungeon is I have to be smart. Well, that's not fair. I built a, the hack and slash person. Yeah, well, I don't get to the... use my thing because now I have to be smart and I'm not. So now I'm just sitting there while the smart ones get to do everything. Now, the meek will inherit the earth and the, the strong and dumb will die. <laughs> but uh, but I, th- there is a, a famous thing like it's on shirts at Gen Con. Of hmm. and it's on the cover of the book actually, or the inside cover of the book of like the Tomb of Annihilation Devil Mouth. There's like there's like a big devil mouth, mm-hmm. and in the devil mouth is a sphere of annihilation. Mm-hmm. And if you if you like go inside the devil mouth, you just die. It's just a curiosity killed the cat thing. Like you see a giant devil mouth, and like what are the chances someone's gonna like go inside of it? But they might, and if you do, you're just instantly dead. Like yeah. that's there's not a lot of things in modules players, made in the past twenty years that say you instantly die. This is one of them. Yeah. No, sometimes players will do things like you can foreshadow the hell out of something and say, like, it's gonna be bad if you go mess with that. And they'll just go like, nah, how bad could it be? And they'll go mess with it and then they're, you know, upset because it did not work out well. And it's like, yeah. I-, I told you though. <laughs> I Brock's head told disappears. You. <laughs> it's in, yeah. <laughs> it's in a black hole as particles. I mean, I ran a Cthulhu game. I said, there's a dark coal on the, in this wall. The wall is, you know, baz relief tentacles everywhere. I'm going to go stick my face in the hole. Yeah. I'm sorry? People, <laughs> You're going to what? That, that rogue is going to be the death of himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some some players just need to explore. They've got to go touch everything. Like, all right, have fun. But oh, yeah, the man. older modules seemed very gotcha-y and... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the the OSR, uh, old school Renaissance D and D players love that style. They love trying to outwit and prepare for the gotchas that they don't know were coming. You know, they they love showing up to a game, a session with five character sheets ready to go because they know they're gonna die over and over and over again. And I like. I don't know. I like something in between. The, yeah, you know, I'm okay with my character dying. I'm cool with that. It's a character. I, you know, they don't have to live forever. Some people aren't, but I'm cool with them dying. But I don't want like three to die in three sessions. That's 
kind of stale. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you, and I'm not going to yeah. be cute with that thing. I'm not going to be like, and there's a big mysterious thing, and <laughs> you look into it, and it's oddly dark. I'm not going to like, I'm I'm not going to try to get my players dead and be cute about it and be like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I just read the thing. I mean, there's ways I you can use reflections. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sell them on that to be a dick. I, I really yeah. don't want them to do that. Uh, <laughs> please, please don't do that. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's good. It sounds like you're enjoying it. it. sounds like they're enjoying it, if not a little odd in how they approach problem solving. <laughs> That's good. I mean, they do think outside of the box, but they are quick to hack. I don't know. It's kind of weird. The I don't know. Your players are very interesting. I'm still not going to call them the terrible name you call them, but... You give them too much uh, credit because you're like, well, sometimes they do this. You're, you're the the common denominator is is fear and evil is bad. So they saw Wanti, <laughs> Wanti are evil, therefore exterminatus and fear. <laughs> and and like, can this person be helpful to me? If not, <laughs> are they evil? If so, dead. That's it. But isn't that funny though? They say, well, they're evil, therefore it's okay to commit genocide. Wait yep. a minute, that's not right, is it? Like. <laughs> they're just living their life down in their little base doing their incense parties i'm, I'm okay Why with are you evil races them? doing evil shit uh, i am yeah. okay with that like i'm not averse to having a good goblin or two but i'm okay like you know the, the, you yeah. know gary guy gets like there was some haterade toward him because he quoted some old medieval person saying nits make lice <laughs> which is to say sometimes you gotta kill some kids you, got to <laughs> you know, these these, nice. these baby goblins grew up in that some goblins, so sometimes you gotta kill kids. Wow. On that note, uh <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> On that note. Well, you heard it from Cotton, sometimes you gotta kill kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they become adults, and that's a lot harder. They're faster. <laughs> you get, you got to lead them more when you shoot at them. Wow. <laughs> terrible. All right. Well, thank you for the update of your uh, your game. It's interesting. Always interesting to hear how they're handling things. I hope you named this the Bleep Bleep episode. That's bleep what I hope the name episode. is. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to name this one. I have to think of something clever. Well, somebody will think something clever. It won't be me. But uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> I outsource that stuff. I don't do it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening uh, to another episode of Out of Character. And thank you, Cotton, for the update, going in-depth and doing the bulk of the work in this episode. So I didn't have to do anything. Oh, well, I'm glad it worked out. I hope it was entertaining it to you out. and everybody else. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate everybody. Thanks, Neil, for uh, being in live. And I uh, hope to see you all next week. Thanks.